Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy new year to you. You made it into 2019, and we're so glad that you're here at church. And today we begin a brand new series entitled Grow. Everybody say that with me. Say Grow. And I'm just going to ask that you make a commitment to grow. And one of the ways that you can do that is by making a commitment to come for the next four Sundays to finish out this series. Pastor Phil, I've never finished anything in my life. You can finish this series. Can I hear a good amen? It's four weeks, and I believe you got to make a commitment to grow. And this is actually our word for the year for our church, for your life, is to grow. And I think that sometimes when we think about that word grow, we think, wow, you know, that's, that's kind of a cool word for the new year, the beginning of the new year. It's motivational. It's inspirational. However, growth is much deeper than a beginning of the year slogan. Can I hear a good amen? As a matter of fact, growth is more than just some cool concept that we thought, man, this would be great. Growth was actually originated and created by God for us. And we are, as his children, because he created growth, we are created to grow. And we are wired to grow. Can I just submit something to you today and from my own personal life? Let let me see maybe if you can relate. In 2018, some of my biggest frustrations came from areas that I was not willing to grow in. Notice how I didn't get any amens on that one. Let me, let me try this side. Some of my greatest frustrations in 2018 came from areas that I was unwilling to grow in. And when I looked back, it was kind of frustrating. There were some things I was just stubborn about. We have any stubborn people in the house? Now, that's, that's, that's not always a negative. You could be stubborn about good things. I'm stubborn about the word of God. I'm stubborn about coming to church. Come on, somebody. But there's other things that I was just stubborn about. And what I didn't realize is that a lot of my frustration came from not willing to grow and not willing to stretch. But God is a God of grace. Growth. God invented growing. God originated. Growth originated with God. I love listening to Jonathan Maxwell and, and that seven-foot-tall guy, Tony Robbins. Anybody ever heard of him? Man, and man, he's all about growth. And Simon Sinek and all of these guys, man, they teach growth great. But here's the thing. They didn't originate or create growth. God did. God did. And that's what we're wired for. And see, God's desires for us to grow. You see it all over the Bible. You see it in words like this. And when you read your Bible, you see it in words. God says, I want you to flourish. I want you to increase. Somebody say increase. You see words like, I want you to subdue. I want you to multiply. Man, those are growth words. I love those. I want you to be fruitful. And that's really our focus for 2019. And if I could, I want to give you just a snapshot of the next quarter, the next three months here at Passion Life Church. January is all about growing spiritually. But here's number two. In February, we're going to go into growing relationally. You know, I shared this with somebody. I said, we're going to be talking about relationships in February. And they're like, I, ah. And some of us feel that way about, ooh. And maybe it was because we didn't grow in some areas 
in 2018 that we have that, ugh. But we know we need to grow relation. How many you know life is all about relationships? And then our favorite, your favorite, growing financially in March. These, these three areas are so important. And I think when we think about growth, we think about the new year, we think about growth in terms of external growth, external change. Oh, Pastor Phil, it's 2019. I want a new do. Come on, somebody. I want a new hairdo. I want a new weave. Come on. I want a new toupee. Come on. I'm tired. I want to look like, never mind. So, some of you want a new diet, right? And you're going to do exercise routine. Even some of you are married. You want a new spouse. Come on, that's not good. That's not what we want. want a new sp- Now, if you're not married, a new a spouse would be good. Can I hear a good amen? And Right? Or you know what? I want some, I don't know, maybe you're on this journey like me. I want some new coffee. I want, I am on a journey for the world's best coffee like Elf. Have you seen Elf when he walks in there? World's best coffee. Congratulations. Oh, how many of you are like mixed coffee, put some stuff together because you're just on a quest to find some great coffee. Let me, let me see your hands. All right, good. We only have four coffee people. I'm at the wrong church. I don't show up. What church? Okay. I'm on a quest. Some of you are on a quest for want new things, new changes, a, a new job. And can I just tell you, my church family, none of those things are wrong. They're good. Now, wanting a new spouse if you're married, that's wrong, okay? That, that's wrong. But all of these other stuff, man, they're great. I love those things. But you know what? All of those things are really just external changes. Can I hear a good amen? They're just external changes. But I want to submit to you today as we talk that real change starts from the heart. Real change starts from the inside out. Now, I'm going to tell you why. All of the external things will make your life better. They will make your life better. But here's the thing. Only God can make you new on the inside. See, I, I like a better life. I like, you know, better things. But here, to be honest with you, I'd rather have new. And only God can do new. And he's into new. Even the Bible says today that his mercies are new every morning. They're not recycled, you know, mercies with a little bit of conjured up of your past and your past mistakes. No, today is mercies are new. Anybody grateful for new mercies this morning? They're new. I just want to remind you that external changes can make your life better, but only God can make you new. And I think this is really what we're after. We're after something that is new. And can I just make you a promise today? Can I make you a promise about this new year? I believe 2019 will be the best year of your life. And then I highlighted that word, if. 2019 will be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. See, that's, that's inner world. And, and here's, I'm not promising you that you're not going to have circumstances. I'm not promising you that you're not going to have situations, right? I don't know about you, but sometimes the situations just seem to be repeated. But here's what happens. Your life gets better and you respond differently to the situations. I, calling it, I call it doing the Taylor Swift. I just shake it off now. It doesn't bother me anymore, but I just want to make you a promise. I want to, and I've seen this in my life in 2018, that your life will get better, right? It will get better. It'll be the best year of your life if it's your best year spiritually. If you're taking notes, and I want to encourage you, 
come, bring some notes, unless you're one of, you know, like kind of like these millennials that they just take pictures of the screens, and that's cool, man. I like that too. But if you're like old-fashioned note-taking, take notes, I want to encourage you, bring your Bible, bring a notebook, because I'm telling you, we're going to be dropping gold today. Because let me tell you, this right here is worth showing up. When your life gets better spiritually, everything else gets better. Everything else gets better. Everything else gets better. But here's what we do. I've done it. We can spend our whole life, our time, our energy searching and putting energy into external changes. And again, please hear me. I'm not saying anything. Those are wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But what we can do is we can be looking for, oh, you know what? I hope the circumstances change. I hope, you know what? The situations change. And maybe, you know, it's, it's a circumstance for you or it's a situation. But why are you saying that, Pastor Phil? Why are you saying today that real change happens internally instead of externally? I will tell you why. Are you ready? Because your life is not driven by what you know. Your life is driven by what you desire. By what you desire. We live in the information age. I mean, and there is no excuse to be dumb today. I mean, with you got Google. Come on, somebody. Even if you don't know how to pray, Google how to pray. Right? Go on, go on, on, on a... On social media. I mean, we live in this world of shared information. I mean, there is more technological information on anything. There's blogs, right? There's YouTube. I fixed my toilet the other day by watching YouTube. And here was the cool thing. It was free. So I paid myself like a handyman. <laughs> and just watch YouTube. It's all there. I ain't calling somebody. Come on. This smartphone is going to help me fix my toilet. I didn't do a good job, but I, I think I fixed it. And we live in a technological age where information is at your fingertips. We know a lot about things. And I'll tell you what, I, I put a high value on information. But I put a higher value on God's revelation for my life. But can I just tell you this? You don't make decisions out of what you know, right? You make decisions out of what you desire. Let me give you an example. You know you're not supposed to have that extra slice of pizza. You know it. But you eat it anyway. And maybe not even one slice. For some of us, it's the whole pie. We know we're not supposed to. We know that the gluten's there. We know all of those things. We know, and we, some of us will even look at the calories. And we know it's not good. Oh, it's got cholesterol. But it don't matter because if I desire it, that's what's going to help me make my decisions. Because in reality, it's our desires that are in the driver's seat of our car. That is the internal driving system of our life. And here's the thing. We're putting energy into external change, and yet it's the internal desires that are driving our decisions. Is this good this morning? Because I'm preaching better than you're smiling. The Apostle Paul, have you ever wanted to do good and you just did something wrong? And the Apostle Paul talks, I mean, we're, you're in good company. It's so relevant for today. The Apostle Paul in Romans 7 verse 15 says this. He says, I don't understand what I do. Do you ever have those moments in 2018? You're just like, I don't understand why I did that. Have you ever had those moments? Right? I'm 55 and I still have those moments. 
You're like, wow, you look really good for 55. I'm not 55. I'm 47. Somebody said, oh, you look like you're 46. I'm like, all right, I'll take a year. That's good. Paul said this, I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But listen, but what I hate, I do. Ever feel like that? Verse 16, and I do what I do not want to do. I agree that the law is good. And so what Paul is telling us is that him, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. God used him greatly. But you know what? He had desires. We all have desires, internal desires. And here, I want to help us today as we start to grow because it all starts with our heart. Listen, our behavior is tied to your heart. It's tied to your heart. Your behavior, watch this, goes where your heart tells it to go. Can I hear a good amen today? So it would be pointless to simply try to change our behavior without first, without first addressing the desires of our heart. The desires of our heart. You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says this, above all else. And that's a huge statement. Above all else, guard your 401k. Is that what it says? Above all else, guard what you see on social media. All of that has to do with what this is saying is above else, guard your heart. Watch everything, everything, addictions, everything, issues, everything. One translation says, for out of your heart flow the issues of your life. I remember walking in the mall one time and I saw a teenager. They had a t-shirt on that says, I have issues. And they were broadcasting it. I have issues. And I was like, well, at least they're honest. I, um, I may get another t-shirt that says, I have more issues. But where do the issues come from? Oh, they come from other people. This world is horrible. Actually, the issues from your life are coming from your heart. He says, above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. So if we're really going to see spiritual growth, we have to deal with our desires. See, the addiction is the problem, but it's only revealing a deeper desire. Who is quiet in this library this morning? You're ad- see, here's what we'll do. I need to treat the symptom. I need to treat the, I need to treat, right? I need to treat the problem. I need to treat the addiction. Listen, I'm I'm all about getting in groups of accountability. I'm all about, right, uh, noticing and recognizing your triggers. But if you don't change your desires, if your desires don't change, the addiction will never change. Did you ever ask yourself why? Why is it that I'm doing this? Why is it that I have to smoke? Why is it that I have to get so drunk? Why is it? I know because I couldn't shake nicotine. When I was 18 years old, I, I, I smoked like a chimney. I mean, I, I just smoked. I was like maybe one or two packs a day. Could not break the addiction, right? And let me just tell you, the nicotine was not the problem. My desires were the problem. Woo-hoo. You said you wanted to grow. I'm going for the jugular today. Because some of you haven't grown for a while. 
See, because it's possible to be in 2019 today, but we're still living and reliving 2016, 2016, 2016. Now we're in 2020, but we're still reliving 2016 because we haven't grown. And so it's time to grow. Come on, say it's time to grow. So the behavior is really tied to your heart. And really your heart, watch this, is tied to what you worship. See, all of us worship something, right? That we do. Worship is the thing that your, that your heart pursues. It's, it's the, listen, Martin Luther said this. He said, whatever your heart clings to and confides in, that's really your God. What is your default? Right? Instead of Jesus Christ, it's Jack Daniels, right? Almost the same initials, JCJD, but no. What, what is your default? Where do you run? I run to Facebook. I run to Instagram. I run to Twitter. I run to a friend. But Martin Luther is saying that whatever your heart clings to and confides in, that's really your God. And for some of us, what we're clinging to is a relationship, right? For some of us, it's a job, right? Or some people it could be, we're even trying to please people who aren't even alive anymore, right? We're, 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 we, we just start having other things. And really, when you look at what I don't, Idolatry is. Idolatry is taking something that God made and turning it into a God. Let me say that again. Idolatry, I used to think, is like in the Old Testament. I can't have idolatry in my life. I'm not cutting out a little wooden thing and putting it on my on my shelf and No, I'm not doing that. But what we can do is we can take something that God created and put it above the creator in our lives. And listen, as I'm preaching to you, I'm talking to me too. Because growth happens from the inside out. And if you want to change what you do, here's the key. You have to change what you love. You have to change. Or let me say it this way. We have to allow God to change what we love, right? What is it that you love? I mean, what is it that you dream about when you're driving home? What is it that when your mind is kind of like on autopilot that you think about, that you dream about, that you fantasize about? Not in a negative or sexual way, but what, what are those things that are in your mind? What do you love, right? Now, for some of us, we may come to a point where I just like to, you know, isolate myself. I, I just like to be my myself. I'm going to the me convention right but here's the thing whatever you love you're pursuing you're pursuing watch this this is why john said this in john 15 14 jesus said right if you love me what is love come on love is a desire i like to say it in spanish because it's just way more sexy amor Kind of roll those little R's, right? Amor. If you love me, what is that? That's desire. Watch. But if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll love me. Watch. Your love is actually motivating your will. 
Your love is motivating your will. It's amazing what you will do for someone you love. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. The lengths that we will go to, the time that we will spend, right? The energy that we will give to something. When you love someone or something, man, there will be nothing holding you back. Well, why is that? Because that love is a desire that's moving your will. See, I, nobody told me this growing up in church. It was always, you know, if you don't love me and you don't keep my commandments. Well, I didn't love God. I didn't want to keep commandments. And I didn't understand how I could. I, I couldn't change my own desire. It's, and can I just encourage you? You cannot change your own desires for God. It's only a work that he can do when we allow him to do a work in us. Can I hear a good amen today? And so what happens is your love is motivating you. That desire is motivating. Have you ever had a craving? Have you ever been sitting at home and all of a sudden, I, I, I took some people to one of our favorite Italian restaurants and, uh, and so uh, they make, I mean, it's pretty much everything homemade. And this person said, well, I hope it's good because my husband's a cook and they like to cook and all this stuff. And I was like, just come. And so we went, right? And I said, but I'm going to warn you, when we take you here, you will start to crave this. You, will, you never craved it because you never tasted it. See, that's why some things I never taste because I don't want to crave. You can't crave what you never tasted. That's why Jesus said, right, the Bible tells us, taste and see that the Lord is good. Because when you get a taste, you will start to crave stuff. It'll start to motivate you on the inside. I can't get away from that presence. I can't get away from worshiping. Why? Because I've tasted the goodness of God. Is it right if I preach this morning on the first Sunday in this new year? Because when you taste it, you crave it, but you won't crave anything you've never tasted. And so we went and we ate, and they were eating. You could tell, mm, 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 mm. man, they were eating. We were watching them eat. My, me and my wife were like, yeah, that is awesome, right? And then they're like, we're coming back here. We're coming back here. Why? Because they tasted something that now started a desire in their heart. That's why a lot of times the devil will offer you stuff for free. Here it is for free. Taste it. Taste it. Just taste it. My family always laughs at me all the time because every time I have something good, I always want everybody to taste it. But when they have something good and they want me to taste it, I won't. It's kind of weird. But I'm like, hey, taste, just, just taste. Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah. I wanted you to experience that overflow in your palate. It's just amazing. And you know what? Once you start to desire it and love it, it'll start to move you. It'll start to move you. And see, what we don't understand is a lot of stuff that we're moving towards, it's in our heart. And we're trying to do external changes, but the problem is internal. Oh, come on, somebody. Can I go a little bit deeper? Sometimes we do things, and we don't know why we do them, but in truth, we, we wanted to do them. You know, if, if I get upset or my wife and I, we have a great relationship, but sometimes, you know, she's human, and I'm human, right? I'm a pastor, but I'm still human, 
right? I didn't come here floating on a cloud this morning, right? I put my pants on one leg at a time, and sometimes we're different. How many of you know human beings, especially women and men, we are different, and God created us, right? And we need to celebrate our diversity, but sometimes, right, before you, 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 you get together, opposites attract, but once you're together, opposites attack. Come on. <laughs> And then, I don't know about you, but, you know, the Bible says admit your sins. I'm, I'm admitting, there's sometimes I just say something. And not, I don't use profanity or anything, but I just say something. And in the moment, like, in the moment, it feels good. It feels like, ooh, I'm winning. Yeah. How many of you know you never win a fight in relationships? And actually, some, some of you feel like you're winning. You lost. Like you really, and the goal is not winning. The, the goal should be unity. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? But man, when I'm like, ooh, right, right, I'm a, like a lyrical Jesse James. Man, I'm just like, boom, boom, dropping it all. And then, you know, and then I walk away like, yeah. And then I'm like, why did I do that? And I'm going to tell you why I did it. Because I wanted to. Because deep down inside, there was a desire. And even though I felt guilty afterwards, to be honest with you, there was a desire in me that the Bible says, even out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks. Your mouth is speaking desires. Your body is moving towards your desires. And if we're going to grow, it's got to start with the internal from the inside out. And it's got to start with your heart. Is this good this morning? Are you glad you came to church today? Nobody? Okay. Let me try it again. Are you glad you came to church today? You still want to grow? Come on, I want to be your coach. Come on, I want to be like Hans and Franz. I want to, I'm here to pump you up. Come on. That's not a good impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, when the Bible talks about your heart, it's interesting in the Hebrew, when it talks about guarding your heart, I thought this illustrate or this definition of heart was really interesting. In the Hebrew, the heart means the seat, the seat, the, the chair, the seat of your emotions and your passions. The seat of your emotions and your passions. Now, watch this. You choose what sits in this chair. This was hard for me to really understand. Um, the Bible says, guard your heart. That is a choice that you and I make. God will help you guard your heart, but he's not going to do it for you. I choose what comes and sits in this seat. Have you ever had somebody talking to you that you kind of, you're just like, you didn't, they're a little awkward and you're sitting down and you're like, I hope they don't sit down. Oh, I hope they don't sit down. Oh, please don't sit. Oh, he's sitting. Right? And, and we, we don't, we wouldn't do that. Hey, can I have a seat? Oh, no, you can't. But it, when it comes to your heart, you have to choose what sits in the seat of your emotions and your passions. Above all else, guard your heart. Can I give you some, some illustrations of some life situations? Watch this, because here's what I've learned. In life, you are gonna be subjected to things. You are gonna be subjected to negative things. Watch this, write this down. You will be subjected, but you determine how infected you will be. 2019 is not going to be your best year ever because it's going to be the perfect year. You're going to be subjected, but here's the thing. You determine if you're going to be infected by things. See, I want to be infected by God. 
I want to be infected by his presence. But I don't know how 2018 went for you. And I thought, let me give you a little example of some things that maybe has happened to you, right? Anybody, let me see if I can get this. I don't really do illustrations because I don't do well at them. I'm just going to be honest with you. So this is live right now. It's happening. Anybody have some stress in 2018? Let me see if you had some stress. Come on. You had some stress. All right. Not all stress isn't bad, right? It's good. People tell you that we work out. You need stress. You need resistance for your muscles. You had some stress this year. Now, here's the thing. You can have stress this year, but you determine if it's going to have a seat and you're going to live stressed. I had stress, but I'm going to determine if it's going to have a seat in my life. How many, anybody have any struggles with this word right here? Money, 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 money. Our finances. Ooh, had some, you know, just some trouble with finances. Maybe you didn't make enough or maybe like some of you, you're making so much that's creating a whole different set of problems, right? You're just like so rich and, you know, you have so many friends. You don't know who really likes you for you or for your money, right? And here's the thing. You may have had financial difficulty, but you choose if that is going to be an issue in your heart. You choose whether it sits down. How many, anybody in 2018 was overwhelmed? Just overwhelmed. I mean, just stuff. And it's like, have you ever heard that saying? Like when it rains, it pours. Like you really had that in your life. So here's the thing, right? You're subjected to all of these things, but you are going to determine whether being overwhelmed is going to get into your heart and take a seat. Whether it's going to take a seat. And who decides this? You do. You decide. Anybody this year got rejected? Anybody get rejected? I mean, I'm talking about rejection. Like, I'm talking about like your own dog wouldn't let you pet it. Come on. That's, that's, that's what I'm, ta- I'm talking about. Like, you went to go say hi, you know. And even your cat, you walked over and they just went. You know how they do? Come on. Your own cat. You got rejected, right? Maybe it was not just with people. Maybe you got rejected for a credit card. Pastor Phil, it was only 100 bucks. They said, denied. So here's, here's the question. You got rejected, but when you allow it to sit in the seat of your emotions and your passions, there's a difference between, listen, being rejected and living a rejected life. Watch this. This right here is a desire. What do I mean? This right here for some of you is moving you. I got rejected, Pastor Phil. So here's how this desire works. I don't want to be rejected anymore. So now it moves me over here. It moves me. I don't want to be around that person. So it moves me over here and it's moving. And what you don't know, maybe even for some of this, this is the driving force of your addiction is you can't cope with being rejected because you let rejection sit in the seat of your heart. Let me give you some great news about 2019. You're going to be rejected again, but you're going to decide whether it takes a seat in your heart. Is this good this morning? Anybody been hurt? Come on. Somebody hurt you physically or pastor Phil, they just hurt my feelings. They hurt my feelings. I was hurt, very hurt. I've been hurt. 
right? But here's the question. Are you going to allow hurt to have a seat in the seat of your heart? And watch, I'm doing this on purpose. You see how these things start to pile up? Because we allow them to have a seat in our hearts. Anybody have this one? Okay, you may even clap when I do this. And ready? Anybody have this one? Anyone? Anyone have this one in your life? The drama? You didn't save it for your mama? Come on. It was, you had drama. Come on, let me see if you had some drama. All right? Come on, raise it high. Raise it high. Because I'm concerned of people that aren't raising it. You're the one that's starting it. All right? <laughs> Come on, let me, how many of you had drama? Let me see. Let me see. We, and I'm not talking about watching it on CSI. I'm talking about you had some. You had some. Anybody have some good drama? Like it was good. Like you're like, man, you actually thought this year, man, I should be on TV with what's going on with me. Anybody think that? I do sometimes. But here's the thing. <laughs> I love those belly laughs. laughs. You determine. You've been subjected. But you determine how this has affected your life. And there's some things in our lives that we need to say, you can't sit down here anymore. Now, it's not all negative, right, in our hearts. So I put this one. How many of you in 2018, you had a boatload of fun? I mean, you just had a boatload of fun. Anybody have some, a boatload of fun in 2018? Okay, we got a lot of boring people in our church. Let me try that. You had a boat. I mean, there was just, I don't even know why. I, I guess instead of saying buttload, you don't want to say that in church. So boatload of fun. I mean, you just had a boatload. Now, so here's what, watch this. So what happens in our hearts is that all of these things are buying for this seat. Who we got all this, but here, this is my desire, Pastor Phil. I, and I've talked to people. This is their motivation of their life. Fun. I don't have anything. That's nothing wrong with that. But it is wrong when it becomes the ultimate desire of your heart. And right, how many of you have this in 2018? Anybody been busy? Right? You've been busy lately? I mean, and all this wants to have a seat in your heart. Now, here's the thing. Are you going to allow all of these, because all of these, to, to be honest with you, start to have desires, right? How many of you, anybody had a good worship experience in 2018? Ooh, I'm talking about goose pimples and everything. I'm talking about you were so lost in the spirit, you started to drool. Somebody walked in and thought you were asleep standing up. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I don't know where I come up with these things, but I guess it's just watching some people in my Bible college growing up, and I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. Taking off their shoes. and Okay, never mind. See, here's the thing. Worship was awesome this morning. And there are people who will walk in a church and as anointed as it was today, they won't let this have a seat in their heart. They won't. They're here. They're subjected. They won't be infected by the presence of God. Now, I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. And I'm going to tell you why. See how that starts to build up? Anybody hear the voice of God in 2018? I mean, all right, let me ask since nobody, did anybody think they heard the voice of God? <laughs> kind of thought, right? I hear it all the time, and what's interesting to me is that the voice of God sounds a lot like my wife. I'm going to be honest with you. So. It's all around you. Now watch this. 
He's always speaking to you. He, he wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. Right? I'm actually going to put this right here. So I want to show you something. Anybody have, anybody give you any of these in 2018? Did anybody give you some unsolicited opinions? I mean, you, you were like, uh, I didn't ask you for that. Right? <laughs> and then other people are like, oh, I'd pay for that opinion. That was really good. Thank you for sharing. But other people, I'm like, eh, you should just be quiet. Or put it on social media so you can get two likes. Okay, so. <laughs> so what are you going to do with this? Subjected, but are you going to allow this to have a seat in your heart? Some of us here, our behavior we are trying to break through opinions that people have said. And see, people are always going to give their opinion. But here's the thing. You allow this to take a seat in your heart. Okay, last one, last one. I know you guys are getting bored. All right. Anybody have this? I don't know if I should do it. Should I? All right. Anybody have this about them this last year? People talking about you, talking smack, right? I'm like, listen, if you're going to stab me, don't stab me in the front. Stab me right in the front. I mean, don't stab me in the back. Stab me right in the front. Why do you got to go to my back? Why do you got to go to people around me and not to me? Anybody have this? But see, here's the thing. You decide when this happens if it's going to have a seat in your heart. Because your heart is the seat of your emotions. These are desires. Now watch this. This, about two years ago, I had a problem with this. Couldn't, couldn't hear the voice of God. I actually got mad at God. Now I'm going to tell you, can I just tell you, if you ever happen, this happens, you're not hearing the voice of God, here's what I know. If you can't hear him, read him. If you can't hear him, read him. So I'm reading, because I know he'll speak to me. But here's what happened. I had a, I had a moment where God broke through all of that. And he showed me one thing. Watch this. See, this will lead you. It will guide you. This is the, 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 the way to increase in your life. He's going to show you. But watch. Here's what I did as a pastor. Watch. God, I can't hear you. Where are you? God, I want to make better choices. God, I need you. I, I need to know. God, I, I, I need to know. And one day, it was an epiphany. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't cry that much. But I started to weep. Not cry. Weep. Because I realized something. It wasn't God. It wasn't the devil that allowed those things to be sat in that seat. It was Phil Valdez that put all of these things over God's voice because he was speaking because he loved me. And I actually got mad. I got mad at myself and I said, how could I do this, God, where I'm putting other things? And can I tell you really what it is? It's where you focus and what you value, right? And I started to think about as going through in my mind the things that have taken my attention. And I, to be honest with you, yeah, God was there. Yeah, I was reading. It wasn't sin or anything, but it was just distraction. Can I hear a good amen? It was just distraction. And so I was distracted 
distracted. Why? Because I allowed things to sit down that were never supposed to sit in my heart. And here's the thing. God has given us a gift to make a choice of what sits on the seat of our heart. And watch this. Everything that you allow to sit is going to turn into a desire that's going to motivate your will. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Look how important this is. A good man brings what? Come on, say it. Good things. Everybody say good things. A good man brings good things. Where? Out of what's stored in his heart. I wonder today if there's stuff stored in there that you don't know about, that you have put in, but it's affecting your desires. Watch this. And an evil man brings evil things. Oh, Pastor Phil, did he mean to be evil? Did she mean to be evil? You know what? Probably not. But there was some point in their life that they allowed something to sit in the seat of their heart that wasn't supposed to be there. Wasn't supposed to be there. And it says, an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So listen, if we're going to grow, we have to grow spiritually first. Right? We have to let it start in our heart. Right? We have to let, watch this, we have to let, uh, what uh, this is what I put, we can't let what happened to us happen in us. You can't, you've had gossip happen to you, but don't let it get in you. You've had, you've been rejected, but listen, don't get, let rejection get in you. Can I hear a good amen? Right? It's happened to us, but don't let it in you. So here's the thing. I allowed all of those things in my heart. Not the devil. It was me. Now watch this. Matthew 6, 21. Are you learning something today? Watch this. For where your treasure is, there your what? Come on, say that word. Come on, say it loud. Your heart will be also. Watch this. I used to think that my heart, right? I, I, I used to think that my heart is following this treasure. But in this verse, this is what he's saying. You're choosing your treasure and your heart is following after it. So here's the thing. There's a lot of things in our lives that we are choosing and our heart is just following after it. Our heart is just following after. You're choosing your treasure. Can I tell you? I would never choose rejection. But here's what happens. Listen, can you, can you, you could say it like this, but I don't think you would even say it. But here's reality what happens. You wouldn't say my treasure is rejection, but here's what happens. In the year, you start to value it. You started to, oh my goodness. And let me tell you what value is. You start to spend time focusing on it. This person did this. This person did that. Or you know what? The gossip or this. And you didn't even know that that became your treasure because you keep focusing on it. And guess what? Your heart went there. Now your heart and now your behavior is going where your heart is because you just keep valuing this. And until we change our desires, my church family, until we allow God to come in and change our desires, our behavior will never change. Our behavior will never change. No one would say, oh, I choose stress. I value stress. Stress is my treasure. But guess what? Last year, the focus of your life was your stress. Last year, focus of your life was, I got to relieve my stress. Even if it means I got to sin. Even if it means, guess what? Because relieving your stress 
became the treasure of your life. Oh, I would never want it to be. I know. But it's became the focus of your life. So you can have stress, but you don't have to be stressed. Can I hear a good amen? You can be rejected, but you don't have to live rejected. Watch this. This is why Jesus said, and I'm going to close here in just a moment. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, can I ask you, here's my heart, right? All of these things. Is God there? Yeah, he's there. But why can't I see God? Because my heart has all of these other things that are competing for the voice of God. He's talking. He's talking. He's this still small voice. Somebody told me the other this last week, oh, I just want God to turn up his voice. God's not turning up his voice. We need to turn down other voices in our life. We need to turn down the other noise. You need to turn down the hurt. You need to turn down the rejection and get that out, and you will hear his voice. Can I hear a good amen? That's why the pure in heart see God. There, Jesus is here. He's in your life. But I wonder what we've allowed to pollute our hearts. This is why David prayed. And here's where we end today. David prayed this. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dangerous prayer. He said, God, create in me a clean heart. A clean heart. Oh, God, watch this. Renew a right spirit in me because change happens internally before it happens externally. But God changes your desires that you can't. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but today as we close, I just wonder how many of us in this room were like me. I had let so many things in. I didn't know how to get them out anymore. And I was addicted. I was distracted. And you know what? Then your growth is stunted and you can't grow because growth happens from the inside out. And here's the great news before we pray and I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Watch this. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. This is my favorite scripture. Listen, write this down, tattoo it on your arm, but it's a great scripture. Watch this. For God. Everybody say that with me. For God. This is the grace of God. The grace of God doesn't start with you. The grace of God starts with God. For God is working in you. Everybody say, in me. Come on, say it loud. Say, in me. For God is working in me, in you, giving you the desire. Wow. So God will change my desire. God will be the one that will give me new desires. Watch. So for it is God working in you. That's where the work starts, in you. God working in you, giving you the desire. Watch this. And the power to do what pleases him. So look, guess what God's saying? Before you do, let me give you the desire. Let me give you the desire. In other words, the to-do comes from the working within you. God's not asking you to do anything that he won't work in you. Come on, that's some good preaching right there. God wants to work in you. Pastor Phil, well, I have these addictions. I have these things. Let God work in you. When he works in you, you will overcome the addiction on the outside or externally. When God works internally, the external will change. Now watch. I'm going to ask everybody to stand this morning. I want you to stand.
Would you stand with me? We're going to lower the lights for just a moment. Because as we close, here's the challenge, my church family. Are you ready? Here's the challenge. If you want to grow from the inside out. The challenge is a changed heart is a submitted heart. Let me say that again. A changed heart comes from being submitted to God. A submitted heart is a humble heart. Humility says, I surrender to you, God, my heart. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.